Hi, this is Arik. And Aurelia. And we're here to talk about interesting things. Or so we think, but we let you be the judge of that. And we are coming to you from our quarantine into yours. Maybe you are listening to this in the future after COVID-19 is over. Either way, the information we have to talk about is ageless. ageless. So today... In this podcast, this is episode four now, and we are going through the solar month of Taurus, which has to do with earthly things and money and changes. Well, actually not changes. Uh, Uranus is going through Taurus, and Uranus, as you know, brings change. And Uranus and Taurus is kind of a really crazy combination uh, bef- but before I have any questions about it, do you want to just speak something about Uranus and Taurus? Hmm. Which will be there for another six, seven years. I mean, a long time, anyhow. Hmm. Well... Um... It could technically be frightening, so this Mm -hmm. is why I'm holding back a little bit. I feel what you're going to say. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, Taurus is the stable bull of the zodiac. So, you know, it likes things comfortable, it doesn't like change, it likes everything to be the way it always was. And everything needs to be pleasant and it has its values and it wants to stick to it. And, you know, none of that is wrong, obviously. You know, these are some really good qualities that we can find in there. But then uh, anything that's like too loud, calling comfort zone, Mm -hmm. is not a thing we want to keep. And, well, Uranus is the... (laughs) literal solar opposite of that right like it doesn't like comfort zone it in fact uranus comfort zone is not having a comfort zone and so it's wanting to overthrow everything and Mm. in an earth sign like taurus you know this is always um can become a little bit unpleasant for everybody who wants to stick to the status quo on any level. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like Taurus has so many different levels. I mean, it's an archetype that seems obvious, but it's really deep. Like it covers everything from religion to money, food, um, media, media. I mean, there's, it's just, it has so many different layers and I guess like one of the things that I wanted to, to bring up today in the podcast is about money and things that are for mm-hmm. quote unquote free. Um, like for example, there are, well, there are uh, so many YouTube, uh, guided meditations and things like that, that you can just do for free. So why would I pay for a meditation when I can just do one for free online, like on YouTube? 
I don't know how that like necessarily like fits with what we just talked about with uh, Taurus and Uranus, but I want to just add to you know what you said that Taurus is so deep and has so many levels that I can predict without having to be a soothsayer that these coming years will be unpleasant for all of us one way or the other. And if you say that, you know, it could be unpleasant for people to pay for something of value or to understand, you know, that things, um, like the old saying, you gave what, give what you pay for or you get what you pay for, mm-hmm. you know, then, and if this comes with unpleasantness, then, you know, I can understand your question. Mm-hmm. So then what's the answer to the question? Well, because people are not readily willing to give anything up, you know, maybe mm. you now money to pay for something. Like people always want things for free. Mm-hmm. Because then they just get something and they don't have to give anything in return. Other than their time. Mm, honestly, yeah, honestly, I have made the experience that if I give something away for free, mm-hmm. uh, people also do not put in the time. They get impatient, or you know, they listen maybe for two seconds, and then you know they don't like that, or then they are not single-minded. Like they do not give their time actually in terms of 100% focus. Mm. So then what are they doing? I don't know. Maybe checking their status. I have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, so like if if you're just like someone who's like browsing YouTube channels and YouTube videos and you're just like looking for ascension meditations and relaxation meditations and stuff and, you know, it helps me when I do that, you know? It helps me. But, like, I'm not paying for that. It's free. So, I guess, like, spirituality is connected to Taurus. This is how I got onto the subject. Like, like uh, having, like, a belief or a, an anchor and some kind of system of, of spiritual uh, practice. And if I'm just getting everything that I need for free, I'm... But the way I understand you is that I'm basically getting what I put into it, which is just basically Nothing. some narcissistic or some something that's reinforcing my beliefs without really transforming me. Because mm-hmm. isn't the I guess then like the goal tra- of spirituality is to transform, right? Yeah. So if I'm just finding spiritual practices or, or things that ornament or, ornament 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 my ego then I guess we're just going back to what we talked about in episode three. I'm just a spiritual seeker, not really looking to... Hmm. I don't feel that there's value. You know, Taurus also rules over value. I don't see the value in having to pay for that, so I don't do it. I don't know. I feel a little bit uncomfortable talking about that because... You know, our podcast is for free. And then if I think that, 
you know, there's like no value that people get from that, then I, you know, rather play with my dog. Mm-hmm. So then I guess some things for, I mean, I offer stuff for free, you know, I do, um, like meditations and stuff, but it's just like, I think something that struck me in my observations is like when people like are, you know, you can find meditations on YouTube or on the internet for free. I feel like this is a misrepresentation of what meditation is. Like, I think it's good to offer things for free. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. But I feel like there's another aspect to it that's just not sitting right with me about... Maybe, I guess, like, with all things, it's how it's being used, but... I don't know what you just brought up is a... To me, sounds like an entirely different subject. Like, okay. it's two different things. Like, the one thing is you know, to receive something for free or like on the one hand or on the other hand, it is to not be seeing the value of things. I mean, these are to me, these are like two completely different subjects. Yeah, well, because, mm-hmm. you know, I can receive something and for free and I find this is like the most amazing gift, but mm-hmm. then... Also, I'm a person who's then actively receiving and in the appreciation of what it is that I receive, I'm basically giving back. Like here is like the value because uh, value like uh, or payment does not always have to be monetary in kind. Yeah. And so here I feel this is one thing. And the other thing is we're talking about a state of mind. Like where people think, uh, you know, oh... I don't want to give anything. Like, I just want to receive, which is a kind of greed. Yeah. And so maybe this is where this conversation is supposed to be going, rather than having things that, you know, are offered for free in good faith that, you know, they will help somebody out. Yeah, I know, like, with me, like... I, before I would pay for a meditation from somebody, I want to see what they're like. You know, I mean, that's, that's clear. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, if I have a good feeling or whatever, I'll go through with it. But I think like with Uranus and Taurus and obviously the current environment that we're in, I'm just trying to resuscitate the, the, the attitude of loving to spend money and to contribute to the economy because I feel like you know, part of part of the reason why we are in this situation and the economy is just kind of taking a little bit of a pause is because we are resentful as a collective about spending money and appreciating money for what it is because the ego is in charge of that stuff. I mean, there's just so many things that we can talk about on this subject alone, like debt or investing just like the proper attitudes about money and it's, you know, Uranus always brings a reboot and I feel like, you know, if someone has a Uranus return, they get like a reboot and I feel like there's being like a reboot with money going on in the economy and Mm. definitely a reboot of our values. I mean, this is how I would really then bring this together that I see. Yes. 
I mean, I can have something for free and really value it, and then I will, mm, like, just by default almost give something back. Or, you know, like, for example, like, you get many donations for the things that you give for free because people really appreciate it, and yeah. then they donate to you because yeah. they want to support that. And, I mean, you know, living here... In this world, we all have to eat and have to pay rent and yeah. you know, stuff like that. And so we are dependent on uh, receiving monetary compensation. So, yeah. But yes, Uranus will change that. that. That's for sure. How do you mean? Like on a smaller level maybe, or it could be big. Now with the... Um, coronavirus situation and with you know our quarantine and everything maybe we start to value small things like toilet paper a little bit more you know if we go back to like the beginning of the hoarding by yeah you know that that we normally like we just use a roll of toilet paper and throw it down and do not even know that what to produce one roll of Toilet paper, I think, is, um, oh gosh, I forgot, but it's an intense amount of money that it actually costs. If you consider everything, I mean, I think it's like somewhat like $80 a roll or something like that, because you have to see the paper, the trees, the workers, or if you even count in like the trees, how they grow the water that it takes and, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's even like flushing the toilet once is like $800 or something like that, you know, wow. please don't take me too serious to your own research, but I know it's a lot. It's an insane amount of money. We never think about it and we do not value it and, you know, going away from toilet paper, but just like there are so many things that we cannot have right now that maybe we start to value more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like, we, you know, depreciation in the most spiritual way has occurred. Yes. You know, and that's like, I just get sometimes miffed, and that's probably, I have to atone for that myself, when people are just like referring to things that are for free. Like, yeah. I, like I said, like I'm all for offering free stuff. I think that's amazing, especially like, you know, like even if you go to your lawyer the first time and the first consultations on the house, you know, like you need to see like, you know, are we compatible? Stuff like that. That's not what I'm talking about. But when it's like become a a community, like go here because it's for free and do this because it's for free. I feel like it's just like, this is not contributing to the healing of the economy. That's right. I agree with that. Yeah. That's that mindset. That's the mindset. That's that mindset. That's the mindset. You know, it's a good conversation for uh, Uranus and Taurus. Yeah. Because with Taurus, like that mindset. Yeah. And especially with meditation, though. Because, or I mean, of course, with anything, because it's the mindset. But I think, like, it can really be, like, um, just a little bit misleading for people, like spiritual seekers who think, first of all, spirituality needs to be for free. Yeah, that's a real I mean, this, this yeah. is, that's a whole episode in and of itself. Yeah. You know, like how people think that. But I think you really, you really nailed it on the head when you said that uh, they don't want to give something up. Mm-hmm. They don't. 
And then that's the first sign of it. Like if we strictly stay with spirituality. Yes. Then, or meditation. Yeah. Then. Mm-hmm. Uh, or affirmations and all these like, you know, just like pop, pop psychology is what it's traditionally called. Well, we can go there too. But if we stay with mm-hmm. spirituality, then mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, that would be then a first indication uh, to the fact, you know, how your spiritual path will evolve or what it's going to look like because the idea that it is for free, like that's already really, really wrong because you have to give up. You have to give up a lot mm-hmm. on a spiritual path because, I mean, everybody has heard of the infamous death of the ego and, I mean, this is giving up a lot. Yeah. Now, you know, you're not giving it up all at once or so, we hope, because... That means, you know, you'd actually die. But, you know, on a spiritual path, you give it up little by little, step by step, identity by identity, you know, trade by trade. Like, so you see you have these many, many deaths. Mm -hmm. And if you're unwilling to give up, I don't know, five bucks for a meditation or whatever, then... You know, you're you're really mm, not setting good precedents for your subconscious that you are serious about your spiritual path. Beautiful. Let's get more into that after this short break. This episode of Ageless is brought to you by Aurelia Essential Oil Synergies, 100% pure essential oil blend since 1991. Wellness for you and everyone around you. Be sure to listen to the Ageless playlist on Spotify. Find the link in the description. All right, we're back here with Arik and Aurelia. And we were talking about the cost of the spiritual path, so to speak, and how the ego doesn't like to give things up when going through transformation. And I guess what's coming up right away, what I want to ask is, does that have to do with self-importance and If so, what is self-importance? Hmm. Well, I guess self-importance is a form of narcissism. And uh, so, yes, the narcissist does not want to give anything up. So, importance is something that is, has my attention. Mm-hmm. Right, and if I'm self-important, then my attention has not extended beyond myself. <laughs> That's very funny. right. It has, but only to the degree that you know you want to be important for everybody else, also. Yeah, because I've I've noticed <laughs> like when you know you're dealing with self-important people, or you encounter self-important people. Because I mean, you know, if you're in the world, you're gonna experience people who are important, mm-hmm. and most of them are self-important. Because mm-hmm. I think the big paradox is, is that if you are important, you're not self-important. Not ever. You know, mm-hmm. because if you're important, you're just important to the. I mean, we're all important to the universe, but when we're self-important, we depreciate our importance because we can't really serve the universe, right? Because we're, because we can't see anything important beyond ourselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, self-importance 
Like, how does that? Or, yeah, I would, or I would say, you know, when you're self-important, then the whole world has to serve you. But if you're important, wow. you are a servant to the whole world. I'm gonna make a little saying out of that. That's amazing. All right. I mean, that's trademark. That, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that that's just that's beautiful. Mm. That's so true. That that really encapsulates self-important people. It's like, what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. You know, or I'm telling you what to do, or. Let me let me tell you what just happened. Not really like sharing mm-hmm. with you. Like yeah, it's more of like a. It's very interesting, actually. Mm. It's very interesting. Mm. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So self-importance then is that ego mind that doesn't really want to transform, because. What's there to transform? I mean, excuse me. Yeah. Aren't we perfect already? It doesn't want to let go. No. It doesn't want to give something up no, because it it's all important. Uh-huh. Back to the toilet paper. Uh-huh. Hoarding. Yeah. It's that energy of hoarding. Like, I yeah. can't let this go yeah. because it has too much importance to me. Mm-hmm. That you know? also, yes. You know, to me, to me, to do me. Do you know why it's important to me? <laughs> because so-and-so gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It reminded me of that time when I did this with myself. Oh, that was funny. You know, stuff uh-huh. like that. You know, what did what we watched last night? We had a little, a nice little movie marathon, right? Oh, we did. You, you, you want to talk about like we had? We watched the Never Ending Story one and two. We did. We loved it. I cried. I mean, it's it's. I cried too. You, we watched. You know, it's it's a classic. You know, it's. We ne- watched it many times. We cry every time. You know, it's never been remade because they just can't touch that. <sighs> and you have the Giorgio Moroder made the music. You know, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, producer out of Munich mm-hmm. is a Munich production and you guys you want to know something all right the reason why honestly I wanted to watch the never-ending stories because I kept thinking of it and I feel like our dog is a descendant of Fruhor <laughs> the, the dragon the lucky dragon the lucky dragon uh-huh. and I said Daria Seya our dog needs to meet needs to meet Fruhor mm-hmm. then we had a little intermission because um, we ordered some takeout in, in between the movies, and Aurelia decides to tell me that she actually met Fuhor, and I just thought, yeah, I'm sure you have, because, I mean, the spirit of Fuhor is, like, totally close to us, I mean, right? She says, no, she actually met Fuhor. Do you want to tell us? In the Bavaria Film Studios in Geiselgastein in Munich. She went to where they were on set, and Fuhor came out of his trailer... And he was there. Oh, that's funny. It and was not quite like that, but it sounds good. Aurelia <laughs> met Fuhor on set. And I guess it was because you had rented, like, you know, some film company wanted to rent your flat in Munich. No, yeah, or like it, they rented my flat uh-huh, for some... For filming, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for some TV show, whatever, and... Uh, per contract, they had to be out of there until 8 o'clock at night. And this one day, you know, I came home and they were still there. And so they were all very embarrassed because, you know, they were shooting beyond schedule. And 
So, oh my God, what to do, what to do? And so this one guy then asked me, oh, you know, would you be interested to go to the Bavaria film studios, like to Geiselgasteig and, you know, just look around a little bit. We could show you things. And I said, yeah, why not? And so they took me there and, you know, there's like this one uh, area where, you know, they have all kinds of famous things. I mean, not like a museum, but... You know, stashed away, and so there was Fuhr, and I go like, "Wow, this is Fuhr, the never-ending story." Yeah, so it was great. That's just amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just pure magic. Yeah. I mean, this is one of these things like, you know, we know each other for so many years, so mm -hmm. many lifetimes. I mean, of course, mm -hmm. you didn't meet him before this lifetime. However, maybe you did. Maybe I did. And just learning these things is just always increasing the value. <laughs> of our relationship and I think this is also something that increases value just to kind of segue is to see everything as new and that's the that's the blessing of Uranus yeah. that it might seem old to you but to me it's new always seeing it as new with fresh eyes and I experience oh. that in our relationship you know Blue all the time thank you um and I think this is part of the blessings like you know that Uranus really wants us to see the earth And everything that mm -hmm. is really connected to that archetype mm -hmm. of Taurus with new eyes, with mm -hmm. new senses. I mean, it's ruled by Venus. It's all the five senses, the six, excuse me, the six senses. Yeah. And I think, and if you didn't see Neverending Story 2, the end resolve is when he wishes for the evil queen to have a heart. Yeah. You know, and so this is kind of like what we're doing is like the whole world needs to have a heart again. And anything that mm. can't really survive that is being burned out. Yeah. And and really see the true value of things and not forget about it. And, you know, not that you think we're only watching all these old movies. No, we have a new movie for you, too. That's great. Where have you gone, Bernadette? Yeah, that's With amazing. Bernadette and Billy Crudup and... So there goes the little story. Okay, imagine you get a diamond necklace for Christmas and you really love it and you go like, oh my God, what an amazing gift and how wonderful and I can't believe it and I cherish it. And then by Easter, you still wear it. You know, you're going to church and you wear it and you go like, oh, you know, I mean, I got this last Christmas. And comes next Christmas and there's, you know, you remember, oh, the diamond necklace is in my drawer. Oh, that old thing, you know. It's kind of turned to coal, you know. It's no longer special. It lost its value. And this is not seeing things always with new eyes because in that example, how could a diamond necklace look the same twice in a row? When you know the facets of the light make mm -hmm. it look different every time. Man, talk about depreciation. Mm -hmm. That's totally what happened. Mm -hmm. We started taking everything for granted. Mm -hmm. I mean, when when things get taken for granted, they just wilt mm -hmm. because, like number six says in Star Galactica, like are we create our world with projection, and if you project things without appreciation, then what is there? Mm, they're empty. They're empty. They're empty in the bad thing, in the bad sense. Like yeah. in the never-ending story. Yeah. It's like like this empty in the bad sense. Like, mm -hmm. there's just no magic, and there's no... Mm, everything becomes just a shell. It's mm -hmm. dead, and it's not 
nourishing. And that's why I want it for free. Because I think it's empty. Wow. That's, that's the ego. Yeah. I I I don't see wow. I don't see the value inside of it. Mm-hmm. So why should I pay for that? Yeah. Wow. I think that's true. I think that's true. I mean, I personally cannot say yes or no because anybody who knows me knows like I'm probably like a professional appreciator. Like I appreciate everything yeah. without even thinking about even it. Even people I mean, who are rude to you. Yeah. Or even of people who like lie or betray you, like you appreciate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate everything and that drives me crazy about you by the way. Okay, well thanks for sharing publicly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's who I am. You gotta take the bitter with the sweet, I suppose. Mm-hmm. No, I honestly I admire it, but it's mm-hmm. just like it's really Amazing how you do that. Well, because, you know, I am who I am and I do not allow people who treat me poorly or for their own reasons turn me into a person I am not. That's, 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 yeah, that's enough for to get anyone to change their ways. I mean, at least me. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's totally something, that's again with the stability of Taurus, it's like, don't let it change you. Mm-mm. Don't let other people's behavior change you. And this is something that I have, you know, really been mastering for a long time. Yeah, that's true. You I know, to that. like how do you not let people change you? But really, it's just through mm-hmm. knowing who you are, being mm-hmm. confident about who yeah. you are. And I have another little story to that. This is where I makes it very clear for everybody on a small level and then just project it into, you know, the limitless universe and all your behaviors. I, uh, many years ago when I was still working in corporate world, um, I had to start like at nine o'clock every day and my car broke down. Now, so I had to take public transportation, which, you know, in Munich is not a big deal. So the bus station was right in front of my house. And I went there and there were people already there. And I came and I said, oh, good morning. And nobody said anything. Mm, Wow. Okay, whatever. Next day, same thing. I go there, same people, obviously, because, you know, they all live there. And good morning. Nobody said everything. Third day, I was approaching and I saw how they were all like looking so grantic, how we say in Bavarian, like really, you know, listless and oh, I don't want to go to work. And and for a moment I thought, hmm, they're not going to say good morning anyhow. So I can just stop, stop saying good morning. And that I think was the pivotal moment where I actually consciously decided no. I'm a friendly person. I am embracing this new day. I mean, I am happy. No, I don't want to go to work at nine o'clock, but I'm still happy and appreciative that I can. Yes, my car broke down. That sucks. But I'm happy and appreciative that I can take the bus. And you guys, you're not going to change me in that way that I'm not going to wish you a good morning. Mm-hmm. And so I kept it up and I was like, yeah, so this is, that's my attitude. This is my value. This mm-hmm. is what I value about myself and my environment. Yeah, it's amazing. 
And if you don't have that value, you're just faking it. Mm-hmm. I've been called many things, but not a faker. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah, me either. It's like, I would just rather honestly have that gray face. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I totally share that value and appreciation with, with you. Mm-hmm. And that's no problem. No. That's no problem for me. And I totally relate to you on that. But I think it's just like in the interpersonal relationships. Yeah, to me, there is no difference. Because mm-hmm. even though these faces were like so-called strangers, mm-hmm. you know, to me, it's still a personal relationship. Like I enter their space, they enter mine, it becomes personal. So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. And they all have their stuff. I have my stuff. You have your stuff. You know, I'm, yeah. And I still appreciate it's all of it. It's amazing. And, you know, I'm, I may be like flawless from my perspective in a relationship with my neighbor, but they may not see me that way. They may yeah, think that's like, true. oh my that's God, so, you know, yeah. she is. Yeah. Oh my God. And yes. so that's why I said they may feel yep. betrayed because, you know, I didn't hold up the door. You know, I was in a rush and I couldn't stay and uh-huh. spend 20 minutes chatting. You know, I mean, I do not know, but... That's all I'm saying. It's a matter of perspective. This, and this is really funny, actually, because this would be just for the astrological listeners out there. Like, that'd be Scorpio. Hmm. Like, the opposite energy of Taurus. Like, Scorpio and the story mm-hmm. of the hammer. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, that story. I mean, do you want to tell that story? Like, with the hammer? Oh, Paul Watzlowicz's famous yeah. story. Uh-huh. Like, where, you know, like, I need to um, hang a painting and... I have a nail in a painting, but I don't have a hammer. So I think, okay, I ask my neighbor if I can borrow his hammer. And so then I'm like, hmm, even though, you know, last time I saw him in the elevator, he looked a little bit annoyed with me. And so maybe it's not the best idea. I know now that I think about it, you know, even a week before, he didn't say hello. And so I go back and back and back in my memory until I come to the conclusion, I knock at his door, he opens it, and I say, you can keep your fucking hammer. Pure Scorpio. Pure Scorpio. Well, I'm not that kind of girl. No, it's amazing. Uh It's absolutely amazing. So then I I think what I feel what you're saying is like by you valuing and appreciating all circumstances, that's how we actually heal the economy. Yeah. Yeah. But I can do it alone, guys. I need some help. I'm helping you right there. Mm. But like, and yeah, I feel like it's not necessarily just like getting to the grind and in that material world, but just really like having that right attitude Mm -hmm. and knowing that you get what you pay for Mm -hmm. and self-importance is going to get in the way of the circuitry of abundance on all levels because abundance is not something you can hold. No. Abundance is an attitude. Yes. Yeah. And because, you know, first cause is always mental. It really, really pays off to like, think about these things and maybe, you know, think about all these situations where, you know, you do let your environment change you for the worse. Nice. So, With that said, that'll be your homework until the next episode. And um, this has been Arik. And Aurelia. And you've just listened to an episode of Ageless. Bye. Bye. See you next time.